Hello everyone, welcome back to our Walk Daily Podcast where we talk about how it looks like for us to walk with Jesus every single day. We are navigating through questions and challenges we face um, about faith along the way. My name is Paolo and I'm one of the Victory Fort pastors and joining me today is Pastor Benji. He's the Director of Living Waters Philippines and he's married to his wife Hazel. And just in case you missed the, the episode before this, I would highly recommend you to listen to it first so that you can listen to his testimony, what God has done, and to answer questions that you might have that was answered on that previous episode. And so today, uh, we are going to continue that conversation. Pastor Benji, hello again. Hi, Pastor Paulo. Thanks for giving me a sequel, for having me back. Yeah, well, thank you again. You know, the last episode, and I'll connect it because... uh, Rather than there can be a continuation of uh, continuity from the last conversation, you talked about nurture and nature, right? And so somehow you uh, alluded to that. I wanted to ask because people, you know, have this question, right? So there's the tension, you know, when I struggle or when I identify myself as gay or homosexual or have same-sex attraction. Um, some people say, you know, I, I actually born this way. I'm, it's not my fault. You know, why am I a sinner? This is my nature. Or maybe even nurture, right? I was raised up this way and I was given a choice to make a decision how I would live my life. What could you say about that, Pastor Benji? We respect those who believe that they are born homosexuals and that that's their identity. So I will not argue with them on that. Uh, But for those who follow Jesus, for those who really look at the scriptures as their uh, truth, as their source of truth, we know that God created male and female. And male and female reflect God's image. There's something about in maleness and femaleness, especially together, that really bear who, who God is. We haven't seen God, but the scripture says that male and female reflect his image. And that image is not just physical, but also uh, that capacity to love, that longing for connection. Being relational is an image of God because God is a relational God. Now, on that question of I am born this way, uh, that presupposes that there's such a thing as a gay gene. Now, you know, sometime in the 80s, there's supposed to be much uh, halubalu about there is a gene that can cause you to be a homosexual. Mm-hmm. And so if that is proven true, that means that I am not to be faulted for feeling this way. And by the way, we are not faulting you for feeling that way, but we're responsible for all our actions, whether heterosexual or homosexual. Now, uh, the subject of sexuality, Pastor Paolo, is so complex that to this day, after centuries of studying it, there has yet to be any conclusive statement about human sexuality. And even more so in the issue of homosexuality. So right now, there's an agreement, even in Christian and secular literature and medical findings, they both agree and scientific journals will bear me on this, that there is really no single root cause of homosexuality. To this day, even though as I speak, there is none. No? But 
there is one thing that is common uh, when you look at the documented cases of men and women with homosexual attraction. And that is preponderance of evidences, meaning overwhelming numbers show that men and women with homosexual feelings have emotionally distant father. Again, they have emotionally distant father. They are not bonded with their fathers, both for the lesbians and for the male homosexuals. And that makes sense because psychologists made a study that in the developmental stages, there's a stage that a child connects with a same-sex parent, I think four to six years old. And so that connection is not just physical. Of course, that's part of it. Uh, a four-year-old son will connect with his father because they have the same body. But that connection only becomes really genuine and real if the father is making an emotional bonding with the son. That, hey, you're a boy, let's play together. Hey, come on, stand with me when I'm shaving. No, But if the father is abusive, a, a, a son standing next to the father while he's shaving, and hey, get out of here, I don't want to be burdened and to be disturbed while I'm doing this. Then the, and especially fathers who are not only distant and passive, but verbally abusive and putting down their son, especially, then the son grows up to be really feeling it's not good to be a male because the first male in his life uh, has rejected him. You know? And so that's one major cause, uh, which is very true to, in my case, I'm a textbook case of not being emotionally bonded with the father. Then the other reasons uh, considered part of the roots of homosexuality, conflict with male peers, not being connected with the boys and girls their age. Uh, other factors include inherited generational patterns, like unrepented uh, generational sins, say up to the fourth generation, which is true even. So especially homosexuality was a no-no during 60s, 50s. And so our forefathers who had those sins would not confess it to anyone. And so they became unrepented. And then, but it doesn't mean we don't get to inherit it. The other one is smothering mother syndrome, meaning a mother is very dominant, who is the one calling the shot, which by the way, I'm afraid is true in most Filipino families. Uh, a silent passive father and a dominant uh, smothering mother, the one who's disciplining the children, the one running the show, and especially true in the provinces. I, I know that for a fact. And then the other one, personality traits. That growing up to be soft, you know, there is nothing being uh, less of a male when you are a hairstylist or when you are into arts. No? But, you know, in a Pinoy machismo culture, we tend to associate basketball, football player as the male and if you get to be in the arts, you are being seen as effeminate. No? And so these personality traits might be reinforced and self-fulfilling when they are being stereotyped as effeminate. The other one is premature exposure to adult 
sexuality. A father who's into pornography and not protecting the children and being exposed to it, that is a contributing factor. Lastly, another factor as possible root of homosexuality is just the stronghold in the culture. As you know, in today's age, like I know of stories where a five, six-year-old boy would be asked, hey, uh, do you think you're gay? If you, if you feel you're gay, you can celebrate it. It's okay. No? We get cues from the surrounding culture. So these are among the possible roots of homosexuality, but what's been documented uh, in scientific journals and proven to be true in my story, and I believe is the, the source of all the other factors, is the breakdown of the relationship between the father and son and the father and daughter. Because God has anointed the fathers to be the one calling out the gender identity of their children. The mothers are anointed by God for nurturing and giving a sense of being, but the fathers are called to call out the gender identity. Wow, thank you. You know, Pastor Benji, I wanna talk about this because you know, whether you think about the church today and we have friends, family members, as I said, uh, and we talked about this saying that more than theological, this is actually a personal uh, issue for us uh, because we know people in our lives uh, who identify themselves as homosexual. So, and I know there's been a lot of offense, Pastor Benji, as a result. Okay. And, and uh, uh, I, I'll go ahead and be straight. And sometimes we, we become harsh as the people mm-hmm. of God. But yes, it's clear about what the scripture says about the design of God, male and female. But at the same time, Jesus also talked about loving your neighbor and loving loving your neighbor, whether that would be a Muslim or Buddhist, heterosexual, homosexual, um, somebody who would be from a different community and a different race. And so, so Pastor Benji, and um, I think about, I remember one, one pastor talking about this, he was saying that um, like a Buddhist, a Buddhist will have a completely different set of, of views in terms of God, right? And so, uh, but we're still called to love them, right? So in the same way, um, uh, somebody who identifies themselves as a homosexual will have a completely different perspective and view of sexuality and, and, and lifestyle, but we're still called to love them, right? And so, I, I, if you could speak into that, because there's been a lot of, you know, again, you mentioned this in the last last uh, podcast that sometimes we see the yung 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 mga sins na very uh, seen, yung, but but the Bible lists down pride, greed. They're not as or idolatry. They're not as uh, visual, visible or seen or tangible, and yet it's the same list that uh, is given to us. There's no greater, smaller, bigger, you know, more superior, less superior sin, but they're the same uh, in the sight of God. So maybe speaking to that, Pastor Benji. Yes, I'm I'm glad you went back again to our tendency to, to rank sins as like homosexuality is worse than other sins when in the eyes of God, they're all the same. In the same manner, 
corollary to that. I notice uh, in the Christian circles, especially through in the evangelicals, that it's easier for us to express our love tangibly to say a former drug addict or a former prostitute or one from shackles of poverty, really provide for them, give a rehab for them. But ah, homosexual, oh, it's like there is a stigma with them. Of course, it's unspoken. That's what makes it worse, Pastor Paolo. It's not in the books. It's not written down. But those struggling with homosexuality could feel it that they are being avoided. You know, I remember when I was in campus ministry that we would be having evangelistic blitz and my leader would be tagging me along to share the gospel at random in our campus, like uh, somebody there waiting for his class and we would yes, go there and share the gospel. No? And I distinctly remember we would go to anyone except we skip this transgender person or a cross-dresser, one who's really dressing like a female and with hairstyle like a female. I In normal times, had he been a regular individual, I am sure my discipler would go to him. He's in the best position, no, just waiting, idle. But my, dis, my discipler at that time skipped him did not, went to look for another person to share the gospel. And so in my mind, I said, oh, uh, if I were to admit my homosexuality, I am out of his life. Uh, I'm not going to be discipled. And so I tried to hide even more. And so my point is, in the church, I'm afraid we are not extending love to homosexuals. First, one, I think, because of that, uh, prejudice, that that sin is really have more abomination, if I could use that word. It's like it has more dirt. Second, there are some homophobic men, especially among us, who are fearful. I'm afraid that this man might get attracted to them. Or some of these men, among Christian leaders I know, uh, they had painful, terrible experiences of homosexual men taking advantage of them physically, of really making sexual advances to them or touching them inappropriately. I get that. I get that. Now, but it, what happened, because the trauma is unhealed, there is a judgment now. It has become generalized. Uh, all those effeminate men are out to really uh, make the moves on me, so I'm going to avoid them and uh, really show, without saying it, rejecting them. But I am so sad that that's happening in the body that is supposed to be and speaking about love. We cannot love only those whom we feel comfortable. We cannot love only those whom we feel we are safe. We truly love when we are taking risk. No? And I, my desire and appeal to church is really not to come up with big programs specialized for homosexuals. No, that's not what homosexual men and women need. This might sound cheesy, but for a homosexual man, what he needs is an embrace from a man. You know, what's been healing for me, Pastor Paolo, 
is a man looking straight into my eyes. And he said, I love you, and then hugged me. And I know for most men, they might be doing that with the fear that they might fall for me, they might get attracted to me. Uh, you know, one pastor really told me to my face, you know, Benji, hindi uh, ka naman siguro attracted sa akin. No? And he assumed. No? It's like, uh, and I felt so offended because not, it's like, a gay man is expected to be attracted to any man, to anyone with pants. That's not true. In the same way that a man is not attracted to any woman or just with uh, a skirt on. And so I know you might have that fear and I don't take that against you, but I speak to you to rather err on the side of loving than on the side of that fear. Which... I am telling you, does not happen in that God-loving wow. uh, exchange. Wonderful. Wow, that's very clarifying. Thank you, Pastor Benji. And I, uh, it's so nice because I guess the encouragement would be uh, to, to make the church a safe space um, mm. for, for anyone who needs the love of Jesus. Right? And so, so go to Pastor Benji as we end our time together today. Uh, as we pray, maybe you can pray for those who are listening, the church community, uh, our spiritual family, um, to along those lines. How can you know to be able to create a safe space, to be able to reach out and minister, to be able to show the love of Jesus and the same gospel that changed our lives is the same gospel that will change anybody else. And so, if you could pray for us, Pastor Ben, more now for us because. Surely there's been a lot of offense. Surely there's been a lot of harshness. But uh, uh, we want to continue to demonstrate and declare the love of Christ to others. Oh, Lord Jesus, I thank you that there's no other body on earth, not the schools, not the educational system, not the government, not the political institutions, There's only one body on earth that you anointed and empowered and mandated to mediate your love, and it is the body of Christ. And Lord Jesus, thank you that this body is the bride whom you love and the one that you died for. And this body is someone that you love even if she is broken even if she does not know how to love well. And so, Lord Jesus, I ask that that unconditional love in your heart, Lord, will really revisit the heart of every church man and woman. Lord, I pray especially uh, that mm, those men who are fearful or ambivalent, Lord, those who have been hurt uh, by homosexual men, Lord, I ask that you will begin a new work of healing for them. Even before uh, ministering to homosexual men, Lord, I ask you will minister to them, that you will be going into the roots of painful healing memories uh, with painful, hurtful 
experiences with homosexual men, Lord, that there will be a true release of forgiveness and healing that only you could give. Lord, I pray for that, for those who have been offended and wounded uh, by homosexual acts. And I, Lord, that that sin against them will not prevent them uh, from loving the homosexuals. Lord. Oh, Lord, I pray that uh, you will put it in their hearts to love those who are struggling with same-sex attraction and to truly discover and know that their own struggles, that their own sins are no worse or better than the sin of homosexuality. Lord, I pray for both the straight men and the homosexual men that they will be making trips to the cross together, uh, closing ranks, hand to hand, really as men uh, coming to the cross in need of your mercy and that your mercy will overflow to your church that love one another. Lord, I pray for this for our churches. And Lord, I just declare the truth that a church that begins to really love uh, one another, especially the sexually broken, Lord, that indeed this church will truly shine as a catalyst of healing for the brokenness of our land, of our nation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you once again, Pastor Benji, for being with us. We wish we had a longer time and maybe we can invite you again next time, Pastor Benji. Sorry, I think my answers tend to be long. I just felt so gang of... I like your questions. It made me revisit also the journey I had. Well, again, thank you. Maraming, maraming salamat. Well, that's it, guys. Uh, we hope this episode has helped all of us. Uh, thank you again, uh, Pastor Benji. And uh, for those of you who are listening, we would love for you to ask your own questions as well. Shoot us an email at walkdaily at church so we know what questions you'd like to be answered in the podcast. Uh, maybe, you know, your question might be chosen. Um, maybe, you know. And so, but we're... Oh, uh, we hope that you are excited for more of these conversations once again. Uh, this is Paolo and this is your Walk Daily Podcast. You can find uh, this podcast on Spotify, on Apple. Uh, show notes are available on the Walk Daily website. Walk Daily spelled as uh, walkdai.ly. Thank you again for joining us. See you in our next episode. God bless you.